Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to... in my late teens, uh, started reading. In fact, my dad actually bought me, I think for my 18th birthday, Harper's Biochemistry. Um, I, I was homeschooled in the 80s, back before it was cool. I'm a nerd, um, but I, I got my degree in biochemistry and that was the plan. I, in my mind, I was really interested in, in endocrinology, but what I thought I probably wanted to do was be a hotshot surgeon. <laughs> and then I met the woman who is now my wife. And I realized that what she really wanted, Chris, was a family. She wanted a husband, not a hotshot surgeon. And I'm trying to be honest. I was trying to be honest with myself and realizing I know how I'm wired. There's a lot of surgeons out there that have been able to create a good work-life balance. And in fact, I know your previous guests were just talking about that time freedom, helping people make sure that you know, especially if they're running a business that they own their business, their business doesn't own them. I just know how I'm wired. And I was, I wasn't, wasn't sure I was going to be able to make an excellent surgeon and an excellent father and husband. So I was, I was looking for something that I could still produce with excellence, but have a better work-life balance. And I wasn't sure how to do that uh, with medicine. In fact, a couple mentors who were surgeons cautioned me against it, just saying this you will love it. You will absolutely be engrossed in this career, but your family's going to hate it. So um, I decided to open up Veritas Wealth Management. We do financial planning and, you know, helping people create financial freedom. And it's been awesome, Chris, to still be able to work with physicians, still be able to support them what they do. We still nerd out. Sometimes they send me their papers and they catch me up on, on surgeries and things that they've done. So I still get to be a part of what they're doing. Um, I'm I'm able to, to have that balance uh, and the freedom that I want to create for my family, but I've never lost that passion and drive. I still read several books a month on 
medicine, nutrition, something related to, to physiology or neurology. Hmm. Fascinating story. There was a statistic, uh, you know, most surgeons, you know, a lot of my colleagues, they've gone through, I think two, some of them are on their third marriages and, and uh, growing up, you know, a lot of my kids or my friends, parents, you know, my friends hated their parents because they were never around. So uh, I don't think you're missing out on anything. And so you talk about this idea of choosing the hard right or the easy wrong. This is so critical uh, for the audience. Well, it is. And that's something that most people don't want to make that choice. And and that's the problem with any any major endeavor. It's all about habits. Like whether you are <laughs> you're in residency, whether you're you're trying to get in better shape, whether you're trying to build wealth, it's all about habits because these things don't happen quickly. And the tough thing about good habits is they usually have immediate cost or immediate pain. There's immediate discomfort and bad habits usually have some sort of immediate pleasure or payoff. The pain comes later. So mm-hmm. we, get, we get that immediate feedback that is completely opposite of the long-term consequences. So good habits usually have negative immediate feedback. Um, bad habits usually have, have positive or at least pleasurable immediate feedback um, and that's why I think we have to intentionally make that decision that, yes, this is going to be hard in the moment, but I'm making the sacrifice for a greater good for a greater future. And that's one thing that is nice about working with physicians is they get that they've made tremendous sacrifices to get to where they are so they could have a better life. And it's just helping to to take that mindset and apply it to different areas. Yeah. And it's quite interesting because what you've done with uh, Veritas Wealth Management, basically you're helping people with their financial lives, like physicians are helping people with their physical lives, but you've also created this time freedom and you're you're able to create this life uh, with your family. Talk about uh, eliminating mistakes, building a better future is often more about what you remove than what you add. A lot of of what we do, Chris, is, is really coaching. When it comes down to it, it's behavior management. It's it's not so much about the tools you have available to you. It's how you operate them. So think of something as simple as a scalpel. In in the hands of a surgeon, it can save lives. In the hands of the average person, uh, it's probably gonna probably gonna mess somebody up, right? You know, it can take a life. It can save life. The scalpel doesn't change. It's how it's being utilized. There's so much misinformation right now when it comes to finances, when it comes to investing. Sometimes those are cultural messages. Sometimes those media messages. And and sometimes it's direct messages from my industry. Um, A lot of times we treat symptoms rather than the actual problems. We we treat short-term symptoms rather than create long-term solutions. So what that means is people have learned a lot of bad financial habits and by eliminating those mistakes, eliminating those bad habits, sometimes that's just as beneficial for folks as what we add. So yes, you have to have the right investments. Yes, you have to have a plan, a strategy, but eliminating mistakes is a huge part of that. And, and I think there's a lot of carryover in, in a lot of areas of medicine too. You have somebody with, you know, maybe with like a, a kidney issue or somebody who's diabetic, they have metabolic syndrome, we might add some exercise, we might add some some medication, things like that. But a lot of it is eliminating the bad choices that that individual makes. 
which is hard because we're talking about behavior change. And when you're dealing with building long-term wealth, it does require behavior change, a change in habits, a change in mindset. So those are the types of things that we coach. And just look at where we're at right now in the middle of, of whether you want to call it a recession or not. Some people might disagree, but you know the market, this is the, the longest uh, downturn in the stock market since the 2008, 2009 financial meltdown. A lot of people have panicked. They've, they've sold their life savings at a discount mm. and they've, they've gone into cash, they've gone, whatever, gone into gold, but they've, uh, or maybe, maybe they didn't panic. They just got frustrated. It's been a year and a half. They got tired of waiting and they lost their resilience. They lost their patience and they've sold out. They're waiting for a, a better time to get back in, whatever that means for most people, that's a huge mistake. But if we can get ahead of that and eliminate those things, people's financial trajectory improves dramatically. So um, it's it's sometimes not so much what you do, but it's what you don't do, what you stop doing that can make a huge impact. Interesting. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about some of these, uh, you know, financial mistakes and what are, um, what are some of the most costly mistakes you've seen your clients make? I, I think trying to time the market is a big one. Selling out during a market decline or selling out fearing a market decline. Uh, you know, there's a Mission Impossible movie that comes out this week. And I tell people that financial declines, uh, market declines, they're a lot like a Mission Impossible movie. The the plot changes. The, the villains are a little bit different. But every few years, a new movie comes out. And at some point in the movie, it looks like there's there's no hope. There's no way this thing's going to figure it out, get figured out, but somehow it does. But there's a there's nuances to each movie, right? There's nuances to each recession, to each market decline that make people feel like this time it's different. I better get out. And what happens is they end up selling off portfolios of some of the best companies of the world on sale. You know, this, this is what's happening right now. The best companies of the world are at a discount. You can buy the best companies of the world on sale. It's actually for most people more of an opportunity than an obstacle. When, when, when you and I go to the store, we spend income. We don't take our 401k statement or IRA. It's the income that our investments produce, whether you're using real estate, whether you're using mutual funds, it's the income that those things produce. So just like if, if somebody owned an apartment complex, let's say it's worth three or $4 million and the apartment complex goes down in value by 20%, you're not gonna give a 20% discount to your renters. You're still gonna collect the rent. If you own a diversified portfolio of the best companies in the world, even if the value goes down, it still produces income. So we try to do is create a plan so people can weather those storms. They don't have to try to miss them. They weather them. And I think a lot of the mistakes, Chris, they come back to people not having a plan. And there's no strategy. There's no objective. Uh, there's, a, there's a world of difference, Chris, between people who are strategically investing towards a desired outcome and somebody who's merely collecting investments. And if you don't have a blueprint, you don't have an overarching strategy, a lot of folks are just left to react to the world around them rather than proactively act towards that long-term goal. 
Yeah, and you mentioned two very key points. One is uh, managing risk, and you say it's often not the most obvious and uncomfortable variables that threaten your goals and well-being. I'm I'm curious. I'd, I'd love to hear more. Okay, so we'll just we've already kind of started talking about volatility. That's what gets people's attention, right? So the S and P 500 went down about 27% at one point last year. It was down over a quarter. So if you have somebody with, and I'm not suggesting that, that folks invest only in the S&P 500. We're just using that as an example. Let's, if we if that's kind of our, our, our illustration, you know, if you had a, a $2 million portfolio, that's, that's down half a million dollars. That gets our attention. It's uncomfortable. For somebody who's still working, still saving, that's also an opportunity to continue to buy those companies at 27%. Yeah. So it could be, depending on somebody's perspective, it could actually be an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But the problem is people react to that. They often sell, they move into something else, they sell what's down to buy what's up, which is the exact opposite of what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to buy low, sell high, or buy low and hold on. But but people typically do the, do the opposite because they react. The thing that has got our attention the past couple of years, this whole inflation thing, the silver lining here, Chris, is inflation, I think, is, is probably for a lot of folks, people that have wealth, inflation is the, the biggest if, or one of the biggest obstacles to financial freedom. It's taken a thousand dollars today. What what a hundred dollars would have bought sixty two years ago, and the and the problem that 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 has is people as they get closer to retirement, the problem it creates is people want to stabilize their principal. They want to stabilize their portfolio, and what happens is they end up hamstringing their income. So they take a fixed income into a rising cost retirement. It doesn't work. So if we simplify it down just to that basic thing fixed income, rising costs, retirement, we can look at that and say, okay, that's a recipe for disaster, but it's not a disaster today. It's a disaster in the future. It's five, 10, 15 years out in the future. And that's where it comes back to choosing the hard right over the easy wrong. If, if, I, if I'm getting ready to retire in two or three years, I put my portfolio into a fixed annuity or into bonds or CDs. It stabilizes the portfolio. It feels more comfortable but stable is not necessarily safe. In mm -hmm. fact, in a rising cost world, stable is anything but safe. And what it does is it creates temporary comfort, but we trade a lot away long-term security. It's like giving a gunshot victim morphine. It might make them comfortable, but it's not saving any problems. It's not, it's not creating any solutions. It just takes the edge off the pain.
really, really uh, fascinating and it forces investors to, you know, push into, you know, a bit riskier, you know, stocks, growth assets, things to keep up with the cost of living. Um, and then I was I read the, that the U.S. dollar, since it, you know, has lost over 99% of its purchasing power, you know, because of the, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve and all of that. Um, then one one other thing is what's really interesting is collecting investments versus investing strategically for a desired outcome. What what does that look like and and expand on that? Okay, so can I touch on just one thing real quick? Sure. Um, you said investing in riskier investments, and that's that's something my industry has done. We. I, I look at risk as financial risk as running out of money in retirement or outliving your money. Anything that reduces that risk is actually a safer investment. So sometimes more volatile tools are actually less risky, but they are also less comfortable. And that's what gets people in trouble. So back to your question about being strategic. Everybody has a retirement number, Chris. And what I mean by that is everybody has a finite target that they should be shooting for based on their needs, their living expenses, their goals. It is because it's going to be different for everybody, but everybody has a retirement number and it's going to be based off of how far you are away from retirement. Or we like to call it a work optional lifestyle because for the folks that we work with, uh, they're the worst kind of people to sit around and do nothing. So, and, and that's what I love about physicians. They are more ambitious. They're more driven. They're more focused. But it also means they're they're not going to sit around and do crossword puzzles all day. So we we quit calling it retirement. We call it a work optional lifestyle where they they don't have to be on call anymore. They don't have to be uh, on the, in the operating room anymore. They don't have to see patients. Um, they can, but they don't have to. So how far away from you are that from that goal? Five, ten, fifteen years, and then how much income would it cost to replace the lifestyle that you desire? If you have a ballpark number for those two variables, your target income, how much money do you need showing up in your checking account every month to maintain your lifestyle? And what's your timeline? We can, in about 15 minutes or less, Chris, we can we can create your retirement number. We can find out what your target needs to be. And then we can reverse engineer it. Say, okay, Chris, let's say we make up a number based on your goals, your needs. $4 million. You have $4 million in income producing assets. Could be some real estate, could be some stocks, but that's your target. We're going to reverse engineer from where you want to be to where you are today and create steps in between. So you're not worried about creating $4 million. You're worried about maybe saving an extra $2,000 this month or being more diversified. So you, you have more growth potential, but reducing your rate or whatever it is but you're connecting today's action with that future payoff. And that's a huge part of choosing, I believe, choosing that hard right over the easy wrong because you're connecting it. You're connecting it to the, your future self. So it's kind of like building a house where you have this goal out there, but you have a blueprint that guides your saving investing strategies. Now, 
that that final construction piece, that that final product, it will evolve. And then your blueprint gets revised as you build. And it gives you it gives you something tangible that you're working on today and this month and this year towards that future goal. Otherwise, people drift off track. And, and, and again, they end up reacting to what's around them rather than building towards what they value and what's important to them in their life. Yeah, fascinating. Really great discussion. And, um, and how can people contact you, reach out to you, uh, check out your work, et cetera? Our biggest social media presence is probably on LinkedIn. And it's just look at Chad Hufford or Chad Hufford Veritas. We have folks all over the United States we work with. We're just founded here in Alaska. Um, and if folks are interested in finding out their retirement number, you can send an email to ask at Veritas. And uh, really uh, great discussion. And for all the audience out there, Chad's resources will be in the links, Facebook, LinkedIn, and his website, Veritas Alaska. And thanks so much. I really love this idea of reverse engineering, you know, taking the pain now and then and then not regretting it later. So uh, thanks so much. And th thanks for coming on to the podcast. It's my pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. This was this was a lot of fun. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next